welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of The Real Couple. We're The Real Couple. I'm Dallas. And I'm Paige. And we're The Real Couple. Uh, we saw a new movie, a brand new movie, of all sure the movies did. that we've recorded today. This is by far the most recent to have been released. Tis. What is it, Paige? It is The Little Mermaid. Yeah. As the title of the episode um, clued you into. Uh, we saw it. We went to the theater. We saw it in IMAX. Sure did. And we experienced it. Sure did. And um, just because I value like awareness with movies like this so much, I guess I don't technically regret having seen it. But at the same time, I'm not overly glad that I saw it. It's definitely skippable for the theater. Yeah. I think you yeah. could easily wait for this one to hit Disney Plus mm-hmm. and watch it at home for free. Yeah. I feel like you and I, uh, a lot of movies that are going to be like noteworthy, if it's uh, showing in IMAX, if there are uh, convenient show times, if it's uh, playing at the theater we like, all that stuff, we'll usually opt to do IMAX for, for most big deal movies. And we yeah. did that for this. Yeah. I definitely don't think it's worth seeing it in IMAX. It's not a must-see in IMAX. No. Um, I think if you saw this, if you really wanted to see this, fine, see it in the theater. But there is no reason to spend the extra money to see it in IMAX, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I liked this movie more than you did. You did. But I am still very meh on this movie. I would say I'd probably give it a five out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I would probably go high two, low three. Okay. Um, I think it's one of the better live action remakes from Disney. Okay. However, Disney does not have a great track record with live action remakes. So being at the top of a shit pile is still kind of being on a shit pile. And for me, I kind of feel like if they do a good job, it's like pretty dang good. And if they do a bad job, it's pretty dang bad. And there's not too much like right in the middle for me. Interesting. And I feel like this is probably, it's probably higher up in the stack of bad. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I, for me, I because of my opinions on this, a lot of people have then uh, let that lead into the question of what live action remakes have I liked and have I disliked. Um, I would say that uh, it, the interesting thing, in my opinion, with these live action remakes, are there that there are some that want to be a very faithful recreation of the original, yeah, which is you know fine, um, and then there are others that want to do a very original take. So. I would say that uh, one that sticks decently close to the source material, but at the same time definitely has some very unique things to it, is Jungle Book. I did like Jungle Book. I thought Jungle Book was really, like, honestly very, very impressive. And it really makes me sad that not a lot of people talk about that one. Yeah. I also liked the live-action Lion King that they did. <sighs> yeah. I know a lot of people hated it, mm-hmm. but... I enjoyed that yeah, one. I don't I don't see anything bad enough in that movie to really cause hatred. Yeah. Um, I can see people coming out and being like, eh, it, it didn't really do anything new. And I can kind of see that. Yeah. But uh, the skill in the CGI. Um, Incredible. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, how can you call it live action when there's not no actual like live action people in it? Because it's, it's trying, a movie about lions. It's trying to look photorealistic, dipshit. What are you, you going to call it? Like, there's the animated Lion King, and this is... You're going to call this the newer animated Lion King? Is that what you're going to call it? Shut up. No one wants to hear your opinion if that's going to be your segue into this conversation. Like, shut your mouth. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the, one, the one Disney uh, live-action remake that I really, really adore especially because it's so original and unique and different, is Maleficent. It was one of like Maleficent the really early really ones. Good. I love that one. I didn't think the sequel was nearly as good as the first, but I still think that the sequel was pretty damn good. Um, 
On the other hand, mm-hmm. live actions that we hated. Okay. Easily, like the Mulan. one that, yeah, that's the one that comes to mind immediately. Mulan. Mulan sucked. For me, I hated Aladdin. Okay. Um, I also, I didn't completely loathe Beauty and the Beast, but I did not love it. Uh, I was, I didn't absolutely love Beauty and the Beast, but I definitely didn't hate it. So I'm very similar to you, but on the other side of the spectrum. So we're like both <laughs> kind of close to the middle, but yeah, as close as you are to neutral, I am that same distance just on the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought Beauty and the Beast was, was pretty good. Um, and, uh, let's see. I only saw Pete's Dragon the one time, but I thought it was pretty dang good. I have not seen either of the Pete's Dragon movies. I do loathe the original. I have no love for the original Pete's Dragon. Um, so there is that. The fact that I think the new one is is even watchable means it's eons better than, than the original. But uh, I, I do actually really like the new one. Um, to the point where I feel like I should rewatch it. Um... I really enjoyed, uh, I, I know, I'm pretty sure you didn't like this one, but I did really like the Cinderella remake. I need to revisit that one. Yeah. Because the whole time, I just was distracted by how horrific her eyebrows were. Yeah, and I, I did not notice her not eyebrows. I could not pay attention to literally anything else that happened. Yeah. I could not tell you even who the actress is that played Cinderella. Oh, she's great. Because I just looked at her eyebrows. Mm-hmm. She's uh, the girl from Baby Driver. Don't really remember okay. that movie either. Uh, she's one of those actresses that all of a sudden was like, she was cast in Baby Driver that was like this, um, it, Baby Driver was very popular the year that it came out. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of people are still watching it, but it was I mean, a it's deal. an Edgar Wright, so. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's one of those directors that, like, if you're an Edgar Wright fan, you're a big Edgar Wright fan. But if you're not an Edgar Wright fan, you do not know who Edgar Wright is. I would agree with that. You know, he's he's not quite at that J.J. Abrams, uh, Christopher Nolan, um, you know. Spielberg. Yeah, he's, he's definitely no Spielberg. Um, so, yeah, he's not on the level of, like, a very popular director. But... For movie fans, that's definitely a name that they're like, oh, damn. So, yeah, she was in that. Uh, I think Lily Evans is her name. Okay. Um, but uh, um, she was in Baby Driver, and then she was in Cinderella, and I think she was in, like, two or three other things. She's the main girl in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Never um, saw that one. Most people did not. But the fact that, like, all of a sudden, within the span of, like, two, three, maybe four years... She was kind of the front and center face of several decently large movies. Like, not that Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was a huge movie, but it was definitely one that I saw posters for, and yeah. I did end up seeing, and she was the face on the poster. Um, so yeah, her her rise to stardom was quick, but now I'm not seeing her in almost anything. And it makes me sad, because I think she had some real skill and talent. Um, but uh, yeah, and then um, you got... Rob Stark as uh, Prince Charming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was happy with that one. Um, again, it is one of those that uh, I came out of the theater and I was like, I dug that. But then once I had it on uh, digital or it was on Disney Plus, all that stuff, I haven't revisited. But yeah. Um, so now that we've talked about the other yeah. Disney remakes, let's dive in to Little Mermaid. Yeah. We agree mm-hmm. on a couple of things on we this do. movie. Number one being Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Fantastic. Yeah. Earlier I said that this, I would give it like a low two, high, or no, high two, low three. Um, I could maybe change to low four, high three, but that's because of Melissa McCarthy. She did you, so good as Ursula. Yeah, she was really one of the best aspects of this movie. No. She was the best aspect of this movie. She's great. Um, the other thing we agree on mm-hmm. is our hatred of Aquafina as Scuttle. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've said this 
several times before, I'm not a big Aquafina fan. I no, really she dislike drives her. me crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's toned down enough in Shang-Chi to let me watch the movie, take it in, and appreciate it. There are still a few moments where she is being too Aquafina in that mm-hmm. movie for me. And I do not dig it. Um, she is the reason that I have not ever rewatched Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I always forget. Yeah. She's Raya. Yeah. Uh, no. She's the Last Dragon. The, yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, yeah, the dragon. And I was like, wait, Raya's the girl. <laughs> Clearly I've only seen it once. <laughs> yeah. Superman and the man who can fly. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's the voice of that um so yeah i don't think she ruins shang chi but there are times where i'm like eh, you could have cut this scene down a bit whittled out the aquafina being so aquafina-esque um but yeah the the one movie where i think she's honestly just fine is uh jumanji the next level so yeah. the second of the new ones um because she's constantly playing someone who is not Aquafina. She goes from playing uh, the main kid, and then she goes to playing Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. And she's great at both. Yeah. And neither of those people are very Aquafina-esque. And so Correct. they're great. Um, that's the one time where I'm like, I have absolutely no problem. In fact, I really like Aquafina in that movie. I don't Dude. like her scuttle. No. They no. changed... I mean, I don't have a problem that they changed Scuttle from male to female. Literally yeah. don't care. It felt unneeded. It's but weird okay. that they changed the species of bird. Yeah. I've heard there are reasons. I haven't read what the reasons are. Okay. Um, I don't honestly really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably just the part of the world, I guess. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. But it's really annoying to me. That there's a scene in this movie where Scuttle, who is a land-dwelling bird, Mm -hmm. talks underwater with Flounder and Ariel. So, birds can dive underwater for fish. Correct. That's a thing. Fine. Cool. Scuttle dives underwater, but I believe even birds who can dive underwater are only diving like a foot or two. Yeah, they're not going super deep. They're getting fish that are right up on the surface of the water. Scuttle launches a good four yards down. Something like that. Like, he's pretty deep. Or she. Because, yeah. uh, So she launches a few yards into the water. And then just remains there and starts talking. And has a conversation. Yeah, as soon as you say anything... That's using oxygen. You say one thing and you've emptied your lungs of air. And you need to go back up to the surface. Their conversation underwater lasts for probably four or five minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden Ariel swims off and she's like, well, I gotta go. And Scuttle is like, yeah, I should get some air. I need some air. What? I... Uh, that does not justify you speaking underwater, yeah, ma'am. A few days before this movie came out, I was talking to someone and they complained about Scuttle talking underwater and sent me a trailer where it shows Scuttle, you know, having that conversation. You see Coral behind her. And I was like, okay, there's no way that's in the final cut. That's got to be just one of those, like, they edited something for a trailer specifically. Uh, it, it happens. It's in, in the final cut. Yeah. I was thinking uh, there was there's a shot in the trailer for Avengers Endgame where you see Rocket Raccoon push like this wooden door open, like a, a wooden hut, pushes the door open, and that's all you see, and then it cuts away. In the final movie, he pushes the door open, and Smart Hulk is standing right behind him. You can't have Smart Hulk in the trailer, because Smart Hulk didn't get that's revealed reveal. until yeah. Endgame. We hadn't seen the, the look of you know Bruce Banner's true face when it's big and green. And so, yeah, they edited just Hulk out of the trailer. So there are times when what we see in the trailer is still going to be changed a bit before the final film. And so I immediately, as soon as I saw that trailer, was like, I don't know why they would 
change that for the trailer, but there's no way that's in the final product. And when it was, was. I was dumbfounded. Just yeah. absolutely appalled. It made no sense. It was so stupid. It, it, I feel like as we're talking about this, it feels like we're being really nitpicky. But bro, it's... Glaring. It's glaring, yeah. There's another scene with Scuttle okay. that is hardly watchable. Oh, it is so cringy. Shit. Yeah. It's one of the like new songs mm-hmm. that was put in. It's between Scuttle and Sebastian. Mm-hmm. It's called Scuttlebutt. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, so backstory, I guess. Mm-hmm. The music is done by Lynn Manuel Miranda, yeah. who is most well known for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I love Hamilton. It's great. Dallas does not love Hamilton like I do. I think it, it was just however in Little Mermaid, this scuttlebutt song. Ew, I even hate saying that word. Yeah. Ugh. Um, this was Lin Manuel Miranda's flex. He was trying to bring in his yeah, like, Hamilton. Hey, remember I'm the rap style? guy. Style. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was awkward. It did not work. It made me like physically cringe and look away from the screen. And I just wanted to like melt into this puddle because I was so uncomfortable yeah. during that song. Um, and it's another one of those, I I don't know, this probably happened plenty when I was growing up, but something that I feel like I find a lot these days is when, um, especially, well, can't say especially, uh, but Disney does this a lot because they're kind of the only ones making musicals. But more and more lately, they'll have songs where because, like, rap and hip-hop and, like, faster lyrics are popular now, they'll write their songs to have really fast lyrics. But if you're trying to communicate story and character dialogue is being communicated through song, if you're getting your lyrics out too quickly, I can't hear the lyrics. So... When uh, Sebastian and Scuttle start rapping to each other, I can't hear what you're saying. I can kind of gather you're talking about the gossip around town, but I don't know what you're saying. It's my same complaint to the uh, first song, I believe, in Encanto, when she's singing about her family. Oh, yeah. That's how you learn each family member and their powers. And she's rattling through them all way too quickly. I'm lost. I don't know who. And any if you're of your not watching it with are. subtitles, you're which you screwed. don't in a theater. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think Scuttlebutt does nothing for the story because the lyrics are too fast, and it does nothing for my enjoyment because I hate the sound. Um, so yeah, that that was another really really uh, detrimental scene towards my enjoyment of the film. Um, Another thing that I didn't like that you did, mm. I did not like Javier Bardem as King Triton. Yeah, I and I feel like I am a bit biased because I really like Javier Bardem as an actor. And I don't think he did a good job. Um, I, I felt think... like he was very stiff, like he was just there to say lines. Like I didn't feel like there was much emotion behind a lot of his delivery. And maybe that's just how Javier Bardem is, but... No, um, I, well, he he can oftentimes be a fairly stoic person. Um, I, this is, this is going to get a lot of people very angry. I don't think he was as bad as, um, and I only bring this up because it's another, like, father figure who I think did arrive on set just to phone it in and collect a paycheck but um uh marlon brando as uh jor-el in the original superman movies i haven't seen those yeah i've only seen the first two and god damn people talk about marlon brando in superman as though it's like one of the best roles he literally showed up and when they were like cool you you know the lines you get to roll and he's like i didn't read the script i didn't memorize my lines 
they're like, what the hell? So they literally had to like have a whiteboard just off camera. At one point they wrote it on, he's holding the Superman baby and they had to write his lines on the diaper. So he's like holding his baby and just reading it oh, gosh. off Kal-El's ass. Um, so yeah, I don't think Javier Bardem was that bad. Um, I do kind of think that he probably showed up and was like, yeah, I'm ready to play this character. And they were like, cool. We want you to be like the very stoic King Triton. And he's like, okay, like how much do you want me to emote? And they're like, very little. You're stoic. You're King Triton. Um, so yeah, I, I do, as I'm thinking back on, um, the animated King Triton, there's quite a bit more anger sorrow confusion Mm -hmm. things like that um than javier bardem showed one thing that i with king triton he's got a or sorry with the original king triton he's got this huge beard yeah but he's animated Mm -hmm. so you're still just drawing a face right javier bardem has a real face correct and And a a real beard i would say a blatantly fake beard you think that was cg well, the way it was moving in the water, there oh, was definitely yeah. a point where that hair is no longer real. But I feel like for a part like that, requiring Javier Bardem to grow that much, I think they would ra- they would probably have opted to just... CG it? Uh, well, apply fake mm. and then extend it with CG. But I don't know for sure. Interesting. So I would assume that if he had a fake beard glued to his face that may have hindered his ability to really to emote yeah i could see that uh, there were also a lot of times just because you keep complaining about javier bardem i am thinking back and uh i was very distracted whenever he was talking by looking at the by cgi the beard. beard moving in the water because it's supposed to always be just flowing in the water mm-hmm. um so yeah, maybe if I rewatched it and really like watched for his performance, I may actually be like, "Oh, dang! I wish I was being distracted by the beard this time." <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I think addressing the elephant of in the room of this movie, mm-hmm. a lot of people were very annoyed that Ariel was black, yeah, and uh, that she didn't have red hair. It's not Halle Berry. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Every time I read her name, every time I hear her name My said, brain wants to hear Halle Bailey. My brain is like, that is a typo, and they're mispronouncing <laughs> it. And also, they're just wrong. That's not Halle Bailey. <laughs> um, I yeah. will say, it didn't feel like a big deal to me in the movie. Yeah. Because the way that they did all of triton's daughters Mm -hmm. so he has what like seven daughters right for the seven seas i believe so yeah so all of the daughters corresponded at least kind of to the waters that they were over yeah so ariel was the more you know like tropical island yeah waters so she was black skinned there was one that was like Russian and blonde. Mm-hmm. There was one that was Asian. There, like, there was one that was way darker skinned. Yes, than mm-hmm. than Ariel. Yeah, or Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. There we go. Um, so I appreciated that they did it that way mm-hmm. because it didn't seem like a big deal. To have Halle Bailey playing Ariel. Yeah. She did also have red hair, mm-hmm. but she had normal human red hair. No yeah. human has the Ariel colored pencil red hair, mm-hmm. which I know is like such a hot topic yeah. with people right um, now. I, I do think it's, uh, although I, uh, it's not freaking me out the whole movie. Uh, seeing someone of color with red hair, it's a rare combo to see, you know? Yeah. So I feel like if you'd kept her Caucasian, then having a Caucasian with very red hair, my brain goes, that's normal. That happens naturally. Whereas there was sort of that like, huh, 
are there a lot that uh, a lot of uh, people of color who have red hair i don't know there's and, a lot who dye their hair red it is very true um i mean how many people have their natural hair color anymore right now anyways like <laughs> i do well duh <laughs> thank you <laughs> i don't i haven't had my natural hair color in a decade or more yeah. um so yeah I, I feel like um changing the skin color of someone changing the skin color of a lot of characters fine whatever it it seems odd i wish you would just create more characters of color like i'm perfect example they never tried to make Peter Parker black, but they created Miles Morales. Something that was pointed out to me about the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. franchise, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, that oh. I didn't realize, mm-hmm. was that there was an animated TV show of the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. and Ariel's best friend in that show was a black mermaid who was also deaf. Yeah. Um, and this friend that we were talking to was like, I wish they would have done her story so it was more of a spin-off highlighting this character that is already there yeah rather than swapping out something that is so iconic so i thought that was an interesting point of view on that mm-hmm. i personally have no problem that they had hallie bailey playing ariel i liked her as ariel i thought she did a great job yeah um um it's not a big deal for me yeah i yeah, so I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, of all of the um, characters that you could uh, change the the race of, choosing the ginger is kind of odd because having, you know, a, a red-headed black person is very rare in real life. And so just we're going to make Little Mermaid. We wish we could, but this time, maybe let's play it safe and, and keep her as a white girl because Ariel has to be a redhead. I feel like that would have made just more sense. But with that said, I honestly had no problem with yeah, Hallie Bailey I don't and even I think she know did that she has to be a redhead. Job. Like, yes, that's iconic, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Uh, it's just not that big of a deal to me. I feel like for me, if they had announced, like, we're making Little Mermaid and she's not going to have red hair... I may have been more weirded out by that than when they announced that she was going to be played by a black girl. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Because that does feel like an iconic uh, fundamental part of her character, even though it never actually comes up in the story. Yeah. Um, It's, or not part of her character, but part of her image. Yeah. Like red hair and a fishtail. Those are the two things that make Ariel Ariel. And the red hair is the only thing that's consistent through the whole movie. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah. Um, other things. Uh, I, okay, real quick. I know this is nitpicky, but there's a moment where Ursula is talking to Ariel. And because she's in the ocean, Ursula goes upside down, which is fine. However, Ursula is wearing that shell pendant necklace thing. Mm-hmm. And when she's upside down, it is right down on her chest, showing that when they filmed it, Melissa McCarthy was just standing there, like, yeah, and just natural gravity. But then, like, less than a minute later or something, you see that same shell necklace, and it's kind of, like, floating off her neck, just sort of hovering there, and they're sort of animating, like, the ocean, like, it's sort of, um... Flowy. Yeah, floating in the water a bit. And so, yeah, if you're going to pay attention to detail in one shot, but in another shot, not only are you not going to pay attention to detail, but you're not even going to remember the fact that she's upside down at this point. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. It, I feel like that's even worse than like when people look at um, de-aging not looking very good in movies. or there, There's so many things in recent Marvel movies where people are like, dude, the CGI suddenly was really bad at this point or at that point or um she hulk's face stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i'm like the seashell was clearly not under the influence of ocean waters like (laughs) and i did not catch that i'm gonna have to if we rewatch it yeah i'll have to look for that um i was expecting going in because i had seen posters i had seen 
trailers and Sebastian and Flounder looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. I'm going to absolutely hate these two characters. And I did not hate them as much as I thought I was going to. Flounder in motion looked so much better than that awkward poster. You know the one I'm talking about where he's like tilted Mm -hmm. and he looks half dead? Yeah. Yeah. He looks better. He doesn't look great. He's not nearly as cute as the animated one, Mm -hmm. but I did not hate him. You know how a lot of people complained with the Lion King that Mm -hmm. the animals weren't very emotive yeah and it's because they didn't want to um they wanted them to be more realistic yeah they they didn't want the animals in lion king to do something muscularly like with the muscle and bone structure that a real lion is incapable of and so because of that they don't feel like they're emoting very much i kind of felt the same way with uh flounder I could see that. They only let his face move as much as, approximately, as much as a fish's face would naturally move. And so there were times where I was hearing his voice, and I had to kind of look and be like, who's talking? Is it, is it Flounder? And I would look really closely, and I'd be like, oh, I, I guess, yeah, his, his mouth is moving a bit. All right. Yeah. And I feel like they, it would have helped if they just let Flounder be a bit more animated. Yeah. Because I feel like they let a crab shape be more animated than a fish shape. I actually liked Sebastian in this movie. Once I got used to his weird looking eyes, I did enjoy him. I feel like there are tweaks you could have made to the um, the character build of Sebastian that would help it a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think it could have been a lot better. I guess it was not quite the eyesore that I was worried it was going to be. Mm-hmm. That one shot in the trailer where he oh, talks. it's terrible. It's really bad. Yeah. Once you see it, like, consistently for several minutes, I guess it's not quite as bad anymore. But still, I, th- I think they could have just uh, made a, a character build that was less accurate to a crab, but works better for a character. You know? I agree. Um, and I'm not saying you need to animate a CGI Mr. Krabs from Spongebob where he's walking on yeah. two legs and shit. Um, but there's middle ground here. <laughs> there's a lot of middle ground you could have explored. Um, so there's that. Um, you were also bugged by Under the Sea. Yep. I looked up the lyrics. So in the song, because they didn't change the lyrics from the original... But uh, there is a moment or a a verse um, that reads, where did it go? Um, It's not what it says. Thank you. Uh, The newt play the flute, the carp play the harp, the place play the bass, and they sound in sharp. The bass play the brass, the chub play the tub, the fluke is the duke of soul. Correct. And in the original, it keeps cutting to all of these different fish and... The, the newt is holding a flute, and the carp is holding a harp, and the place is playing a bass. And in this one, because it's kind of like supposed to be set in the real world, kind of, they're just supposed to be fish. So it keeps just cutting to a newt, and it says the, the newt plays the flute, and it cuts to a newt that's like, I, I don't have a flute, I'm underwater. And it's like, well, the carp plays the harp, and then it cuts to a carp being like, I don't have a fucking harp, I'm, I'm underwater. Yeah, well, the the bass play the brass and it cuts to bass and they're like we are all fish here none of us have interest instruments what are you talking about and so i feel like if you're not going to give them instruments you got to change your lyrics if you're not going to change your lyrics you got to show me a flute and a bass and a yeah harp (laughs) um because yeah it the only way this movie works is if you know it's recreating another movie that was uh, like Mm -hmm. true to its own lyrics you know yeah. Um, One thing that bugged me, well, that bugged both of us, okay. was when Ariel and Eric are in the boat after Kiss the Girl, mm-hmm. and he's trying to guess her name. It's right before Kiss the Girl. Oh, it's right before. And okay. holy shit. <laughs> Go ahead. So I truly don't remember how he guesses her name in the original. I don't know if, like, 
Sebastian whispers it. I'm nearly positive that's how it plays out. Or if he just, like, guesses it after a couple. But in this one, he's like, is it Catherine? Oh, it's not Catherine. And he guesses a couple of names, and then they're also looking at constellations, which apparently mermaids know. Fun fact. Yeah. Because Ariel points at the Aries constellation Mm -hmm. to get Eric to say, Aerie. And then she, like, shushes him before he can say the S. And, and then, like, like, oh, so your name pulls is Aerie? Down. Yeah. And he goes, Aerie? Aerie? Oh? And yeah, it's like. Just, she, like, <laughs> sort of does, like, a. <laughs> it's so Thing with his awkward. lips. So he's like, Aerie? Aerie? And through that, he's like, oh, are you trying it's to communicate Ariel. an L sound? Ariel. And she's like, there it is. I did it. I'm successful. What? I was shaking in my seat with that massive leap in in logic. Oh my gosh. At that just have your talking crab say it. Yeah, that is so like, much more believable. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, one thing that I also wanted to see happen after Ariel can like she gets her voice back. I really wanted to see a moment where she's, like, going to go off with Eric, but then, you know, there's Flounder and Scuttle and Sebastian, and she goes over, and she's like, hey, thanks so much, guys, and they're all, like, talking to her, and they're like, oh, we're so glad that you're happy now, and she's like, I really am, and I wish Eric would just be behind her, like, what the hell? And she kind of turns back, and she's like, oh, I can understand them, I, I speak to them, and he's like, are you shitting me? You understand that? I thought that'd be hilarious, because there is a moment where... Uh, I think Scuttle is trying to talk, but then it cuts to, like, everyone else, and he's just, or she... Squawking. Just squawking, yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like if, uh, you had a moment where it sort of gets revealed to the other characters, yeah, she understands it, and, yeah, outside of the audience perspective, they are still making normal animal sounds, though. I thought that could have worked really well. Yeah. Um. I did see a video about the change in lyrics in Kiss the Girl. Um, Are there different lyrics? Yeah. Um, I I do have another note on this. Do it. Because I don't remember what the actual lyric change was. So leading into Kiss the Girl, because in the original, uh, Sebastian's just like, you know what? I'm going to set the mood. And he does the whole like percussions, winds, something else. Words. And then he starts singing. Cool, fine. That works, fine. In this one, he's like, they don't... Oh, it's that's the moment when uh, Scuttle starts yammering. Because uh, Scuttle is trying to sing to set the mood, but she's just squawking. So instead, uh, Sebastian is like, we've got to set the mood, but we have to disguise it through just the sounds of nature. So percussions and he like starts getting the bamboo trees to go and then he's like winds and the wind starts blowing Mm -hmm. and he's you know uh, but then all of a sudden and he's like we can't let them know we're here we need to be subtle with it we just need to use nature to do it but he still then just goes words there you see and it's like you literally just told us we can't (laughs) what does this sound like yeah could you imagine if they, like, cut to a view of what it sounds like for Eric and it's right? just, like, a crab, like, clicking his claw? Yeah, because he just got on Scuttle's case and he's like, you can't just sing to him. It's going to freak him out. And then immediately he's like, I, however... I can serenade them, though. Yes. I have a much better singing voice. But, yeah, that'd be so Maybe funny crabs if... are better at singing than birds. Maybe. Who knows? Um, um, I did find the lyrics. Okay. So... The old version, mm-hmm. um, the lyrics are, yes, you want her, look at her, you know you do. Possible, she want you to. There is one way to ask her. It don't take a word, not a single word. Go on and kiss the girl. So that's from the animated version. The live action version says, yes, you want her, look at her, you know you do. Possible, she want you to. Use your words, boy, and ask her if the time is right and the time is tonight. Go on and kiss the girl. I can see why in this day and age you would change those lyrics. That makes sense to me. I actually like those lyrics better. Yeah. 
as the raging feminist that I am, yeah, those lyrics hit better for me than the old ones do. As the guy who um, kissed you first, I do remember there there wasn't really a uh, may I please. There was not a well. The time request. was right, and the time was tonight. Yes, and I just <laughs> sort of uh, you know felt the vibe, and I was like, I'm pretty sure. This will not be uh, met with hostilities. And it worked. So, yeah. However, there are far too many guys who... Um, don't read the vibe yeah. right. Now, I will say this, though. I don't think those guys are getting their life's advice from Disney From songs. a singing crab? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people are like, how should I, you know, steal the first kiss on my date tonight? What did Disney back in the 80s say? <laughs> um, but whatever. Uh, one moment, sort of going off that whole, like, Sebastian's all, we need to be subtle, and then he's not subtle immediately. At one point, he's climbing on Eric's shoulder and, like, singing to him. Oh, my god! And then he'll, like, yeah. hop away, and Eric kind of looks over like, what? And in an animated movie, fine. In a movie like this, though, it's like, if there's a crab there is crawling on your to shoulder a crab. this is not like a spider on your mm-hmm. shoulder you are acutely fucking aware of that <laughs> you are terrified and not just when he jumps off either mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah that was something that in the movie i was like cut it out guys stop that um this movie i felt also did have some pacing issues yeah um the scene where they're on their date Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah yeah like, in the market yeah as she's like driving the carriage mm-hmm. and as they're like dancing and everything that felt a little drawn out to me um i did it was charming it was cute it also leads to a cameo by the original voice actress of ariel correct which is a nice thing to include yes i do really like that i stuff. do feel like that could have been summarized in a more succinct way yeah Um, you can definitely keep that scene in you can also easily whittle that down yes yeah you can trim the fat um yeah it just felt there were definitely scenes in that movie that i'm like can we please speed this up i was definitely checking my watch during parts of it to see how long we'd been there how much time i thought there was left um but yeah, let's see what One else? thing that I would like to mention, uh, and I feel like this happens in every one of the newer live-action remakes, there will be, like, the the B character. So you've got the, the main character, usually the titular character, but then the other one gets a song all to themselves. A new song that was not in the original. Uh, in Aladdin, Jasmine has that bizarre... The worst. Yeah. Um, in Beauty and the Beast, Beast gets a really good song. It's the uh, Forevermore. Oh, Waiting yeah. here yeah. forevermore. I, I really like that song. Yeah. This one, Prince Eric has that like on the wild seas or something. Wild yeah. uncharted waters. I did enjoy the song. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the same style. It felt like a song that was written very recently. Mm -hmm. Where the other songs... And I I recognize that because I've been hearing the other songs ever since I was born, then my brain is like, these are old songs. These Mm -hmm. songs have been around for a while. They were written quite a while ago. The new one... Uh, Eric's song it just it doesn't sound like a timeless uh, classic I liked it though I I, liked the song I did like it whereas with Aladdin Mm -hmm. Jasmine's song I loathe yeah I'm just saying like if um, if I'm remaking a classic but then I throw in a reference to um, I don't know. 
if I'm remaking a classic movie and I randomly throw in a reference to Avatar, yeah, or I throw in a reference to John Wick, that so, it's it's just gonna kind of feel jarring, you know. One thing I've been thinking about with like old Disney princesses versus new mm-hmm. is that the older movies and the older songs felt like they were made to sing along to. Yes. You could easily have mm-hmm. a sing-along to mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, to Beauty and the Beast, to Lion King. Yeah. And then it switched. And I think the switch happened with Frozen. I do too. Because they brought in Adina Menzel mm-hmm. to play Elsa yeah. and to sing for Elsa. And they wrote and songs they wrote songs difficult. for her mm-hmm. because Adina Menzel can sing i mean she was the original alphaba in Mm -hmm. wicked yeah she has the singing chops and so they pivoted and it is so hard to sing along to frozen yeah granted every four-year-old girl thinks that they can i would uh add to that um it's not nearly on the same level but uh what's his name um uh, he does Olaf. I, I'm not familiar okay. enough yeah. with. <laughs> um, but that guy was in the original cast of um, Book of Mormon, the the Broadway show. Hmm. And so when they wrote the song Summer or What I'll Do in Summer or whatever, uh, there yeah. are times when he sort of really does a vibrato like, In Summer! And again... They're writing the songs for Broadway vocal talent, mm-hmm. not for my family in our road trip Yeah, to all sing along in the van. And it kind of feels the same because they obviously kept a lot of the songs, mm-hmm. the original songs of Little Mermaid, but they brought in Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is a Broadway musician mm-hmm. and writes music for people who have that level of talent yeah so i think that's where the disconnect comes in is that disney changed their writing style for their songs so it doesn't necessarily fit in with the surrounding music while i still like it i agree that it's it's very different yeah and going along with uh my complaints with encanto when i listen to that soundtrack i'm like other than, I, I recognize a lot of people like singing along to We Don't Talk About Bruno. Mm-hmm. I don't really see the hype with that song. But every other song in the movie, I'm never going to sing along with this with a group. Yeah. If I were to listen to this a lot, I could learn the words to this. But I can't see everyone learning the words. Mm-hmm. I can see everyone not knowing every single verse, but under the sea, under the sea. Like, Mm -hmm. knowing that. um... And I wonder even if the switch happened maybe a little bit before Adina Menzel. Maybe. I kind of wonder if it happened bringing Mandy Moore in for Rapunzel. Oh, okay. Well, Because I don't think they wrote the songs for Mandy Moore. Mm -hmm. The songs are still able to be sung, but they brought Mandy Moore in, who was already a well-known actress and yeah. singer yeah so and they, then I they were think... still writing notes or they were writing songs in uh keys that most people can mm-hmm. match but they cast I someone who was capable was... of more yeah and that sort of clued them i in. think that was their stepping stone mm-hmm. to getting adina menzel yeah because once you write or once you cast adina menzel you're choosing keys that adina menzel mm-hmm. uh shines in Correct. And the keys that she shines in are not the keys that normal audiences mm-hmm. shine in. However, because you're still Disney, every three-year-old is going to think that they're capable of it. And that's why we had like a decade of every freaking child being like, listen to me sing Let It Go. I was like, kill me instead. Please, no. Yeah. Um, and then... They made, in my opinion, the biggest mistake, and I love them for it. But for Frozen 2, 
they then got freaking uh, Brendan Urie to do the end credits version of Into the Unknown. And he upstaged a Dina Menzel. He sure did. He's so much better. I don't think many people will agree with us on that. But Dude, it's it's factual. Like, I can look at moments in that song. Put this as your next hot take in a hot car. I will. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, if you don't follow Dallas on TikTok, go follow him. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember what my TikTok name is. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's yeah. fine. Um, follow Anyways. us on uh, um, Instagram, and we'll link to my TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that we've gotten distracted from Sorry. Little Mermaid, yeah, so let's go back to Little Mermaid. Um, I think the last thing, or I've got two more things to say. I was really sad that they dropped uh, Le Poisson. That's yes. one of the best songs from yeah. the original. Le I was Poiss- very sad about that Le too. Le Poisson is so comically horrifying. It is so dark for a Disney movie. And because every time it gets horrifying, we cut to Sebastian, who's just losing his shit. Comedic gold. Love Thank it. you forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shouldn't have uh, dropped that song. And uh, my final point is just uh, final scene of the movie. Uh, Ariel and Eric get into a boat and they swim off or they they go off to their boat and they're going to sail off and, and live their lives together. They're going to uncharted waters. Yeah. And then uh, King Triton is like, you know what? I support you. And I, I you know, uh, I'm good with this happening and you have my support and the support of the mer people and the mer people all like come out of the water too but the humans are all just like totes fine with it like they they kind of mention like oh it's a it's it's I could have sworn I saw a mermaid under the waters but none of them really seem like they fully believe in mer people existing and if they do believe they think they're bad. Yeah. So even if you do fully believe, first of all, it would still be a surprising sight to see one or two. And also, yeah, you think they're bad. So all of a sudden having like 40 just come out of the water and all the humans are sitting there like, my focus is still placed directly and exclusively on that rowboat with Ariel and Eric. And it's like, I I do not buy this. This is bizarre. What is going on? Um, yeah. Anything else? I think that's all of my notes. Yeah, I think for people who are maybe not as into movies as the two of us are, I think those people could enjoy this movie and have fun. You know, take your kids, buy some popcorn. It's watchable. Mm-hmm. Um I think those are probably going to be the same people who think that Frozen 2 is watchable. Um, and we won't even get into that we both right now. Frozen 2. Um, but yeah, like, if you just want to turn your brain off for a second, sure, it's enjoyable. I don't think you have to spend the money to see it in the theater. Yeah. If you have Disney+, Plus, just wait for it to hit streaming. Mm-hmm. Um... One very, very final, oops, forgot to mention it earlier thing. Um, when Ursula gets all giant, they, like, add these, uh, like, not Finn, uh, gill things on her cheeks. And I really dug the look of, like, monstrously large uh, Ursula. Because yeah. it wasn't just that they took Melissa McCarthy and made her large. They gave her, like, a bit more of a she's different now she's Mm -hmm. she's got a bit more kaiju in her yeah now and i dug that because in the uh original movie she gets bigger looks pretty much the same and then they like just drop her her voice a Mm -hmm. bit so it's just more sinister and in this one they kind of do the same thing i think with the vocals but yeah when i really looked at the face i was like i'm i'm digging this actually um one thing sorry uh, I just remembered, in the original, I'm nearly positive Eric is the one that gets onto a boat and steers the, like, 
wrecked the sea wreckage into her. Oh. And in this one, it's Ariel, it's Ariel that, that does, does it. it in order to save Eric. I get the whole uh, women empowerment and and in all honesty, it is sort of Ariel's villain to defeat. Mm-hmm. Ariel's never like steered a boat. And so I feel like having Eric who grew up on boats like this suddenly be like, this thing is is shards. This is barely a boat, but I'm so experienced that I can actually still work this thing enough to protect the woman I love is a cool concept. In this new one, it was kind of like, Ariel shouldn't know the first thing about this. How many people are going to think about none, that, though? None. And <laughs> it that was really one of those things where, because I've disliked this movie all the way up until this point, I'm, I've am uh, i spent more than two hours being nitpicky. So something like that is definitely going to stand out to me. But if you've just spent two hours enjoying this movie, that's not going to phase you. Yeah, not at all. And I think that's... Um, I almost feel like there needs to be a term for that where if you already dislike something, the the nitpickiness will snowball. Yeah. Whereas if you already like something, the forgiveness will snowball. Absolutely. It will. Um, yeah. There are plenty of movies that because I love it, when it kind of has a eh, moment here or there, I'm like, don't care. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Like, this is great. Um, I'm sure so there's yeah. a psychology term for that. There's got to be. Um, so I, I was very underwhelmed with this. Um, and I, I'm curious if, uh, there's a way to just kind of edit the movie. Just again, like trim the fat, fat, stuff like that. Uh, try to redub scuttle. Um, and yeah, I, I really just... I'm not saying that, like, I, I feel like when people dislike an actor or actress, it turns into bullying towards that character, that, that person. You know, like uh, Ali Marie Tran from The Last Jedi, she got bullied, and that she was sure not did. okay. Yeah. Um, uh, shoot, uh, Ahmed Best, guy who played Jar Jar, got bullied, and that was not okay. I'm not saying that Aquafina is a bad person or, you know, it doesn't deserve to be successful in life. I'm just saying I don't think Aquafina is as enjoyable as movies think she is. Agreed. And so just being like, it's it's just easy money. You put in Aquafina, the fans are going to flock. Everybody loves Aquafina. No, she's not that great. Um, but... Like I said, with something like Jumanji, you can write a character for Aquafina. Ask her to you play a character. You have to write a character yeah. for her. Same with Dwayne Johnson. Correct. It, very much so with Dwayne Johnson. He is uh, really floating by in Hollywood way too much, just showing up and playing himself and never being expected to actually get into character ever. Because every character he plays is just supposed to be like, Dwayne Johnson in front of a camera. Um, but you have certain things like the Jumanji movies, or I would say like uh, Fast Five, the fifth Fast and the Furious movie, and a few others where he really does play a, a character and he does a, a decent job. So, yeah. Um, I feel like we've ripped apart this movie enough. Yeah. People I, are probably I was, sick of listening to us. I was not expecting this to go this long. So, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram. The.real.couple. Email us. Therealcouplepod at gmail.com. You got it. Sweet. I'm getting there. I'm getting we better. We have some exciting things coming down the pipeline. We do. I'm not going to say quite yet okay. what they are, okay. but stay tuned. Um, I feel like we may just... Uh, put the announcement straight onto Instagram so that yeah. you don't have to listen for one specific episode regard Correct. like whether you've seen the movie or not it may just go straight to Instagram because that's more all-encompassing so uh if you're not following us on Instagram make sure you're following us yeah um, announcements may come through that channel 
what else? Um, we're currently making our way through the Indiana Jones films in preparation for Dial of Destiny. Um, we've got some other movies that we'll inevitably be doing reviews for very, very soon. We've got yeah. uh, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 coming out very soon. We'll obviously be doing that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, eventually, we will run out of uh, movies to watch. Um, and so, we have a list that's building from uh, from your recommendations. But, yeah, slide into our DMs on Instagram and yeah. uh, let us know. Uh, and also, just let us know on Instagram. Do you agree with what we've said? I'm seeing a lot of people post on social media that they're loving Little Mermaid. Same. I do not understand it. Um Hopefully they will change their minds after listening to this episode. Yeah. But is there anything that you're like, well, you're, you're not paying attention to this or you missed that? Uh, let us know. Let us know, yeah. Let us know why we're wrong. Let's have a healthy debate because over the Little Mermaid. Because we've just spent an hour letting you know why you're wrong. Sure did. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Love Bye. you. Bye.